0: off today. You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Supreme Court lead Senator Amy Klobuchar and Bill Gates. This is The Daily
2: Show with Trevor Noah.
3: for tuning in. Thank you for coming out in question. Thank you for being here, everybody. Take a seat. Take a seat. Take a seat. We have got a bumper show for you today. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about the big decision coming out of the Supreme Court, and Senator Amy Klobuchar will be joining us live from Washington, D.C., to discuss the big news. And then later on, here to talk about his work defending reproductive rights, as well as how to prepare for the next pandemic, Bill Gates is joining us on the show. So that's gonna be a lot of fun, yeah? And... We'll get this. And he's going to give everyone in the audience a million dollars. And now that I said it on TV, you have to do it. I said it. You've got to do it, Bill. You've got to do it. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into the big news of the day. All right. All right, let's get straight into it. For the past 50 years, ever since the Supreme Court decided Roe v. Wade, women in America have had the right to choose whether or not to have an abortion. And now it looks like that right is going away
4: bombshell the Supreme Court poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. That, according to an unprecedented leak of the justices' draft opinion overnight, a decision would alter the nationwide battle over abortion.
0: The blockbuster story broke overnight on the Politico website, reporting that a draft of the Supreme Court's opinion shows the court overturning Roe v. Wade in a blistering ruling. Tensions flared outside the nation's highest court after an unprecedented leak. She's it. But the bombshell report comes as five states have enacted strict abortion restrictions and sweeping bans, many of them ready to immediately cut off access to care.
5: If the High Court does overturn Roe versus Wade, over 20 states are poised to immediately ban abortion.
0: That's right, people.
3: If the court's decision is released officially, abortion will be illegal in about half the states in America. Yeah, that means all across the country, women in places like South Dakota or Missouri or even Texas will have the exact same abortion rights as women in Afghanistan under the Taliban. Yeah, and just think about that. We just evacuated people out of Afghanistan and now we're gonna have to evacuate them out of Tennessee? (laughs) And isn't it it amazing? After all these years of the right screaming about the threat of Sharia law, it turns out they were just jealous. Now, to be clear, (laughs) Roe v. Wade hasn't yet been overturned. Right? This is a leaked draft from February, it's not official. Like, for all we know, the opinion could change by the time it's released, or the justices who signed on to it in February could change their minds. It is not likely, but it's technically possible. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe Justice Alito will try ayahuasca (laughs) and come back with a totally new perspective on the universe and how we're all connected. Or maybe between then and now, one of these justices will have a daughter, and then they'll understand. Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm being told four of them do have daughters. Oh, okay, well that's up. But (laughs) it's important to remember how we got here. Because keep in mind that poll after poll shows that a majority of Americans don't want Roe v. Wade to be overturned. But the GOP didn't care about that, no. They didn't care about winning over the people. They just cared about getting enough justices onto the court to get what they want. Basically, they use the same tactic that that asshole friend of yours uses when they're ordering pizza. Hey, what topics does everyone want? What do you want on the pizza? Extra cheese and pepperoni! Well, I'm ordering so it's anchovies and pineapples. (laughs) Dick. (laughs) And that's basically how you end up with a Supreme Court decision that amounts to a hostile takeover of America's reproductive rights.
0: The draft opinion is apparently written by Justice Samuel Alito. The language of this draft is blunt, at times scornful. Justice Alito apparently writing that Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. He calls it an abuse of judicial authority and adds it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Justice Samuel Alito says, quote, the inescapable conclusion is that the right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions.
3: Yeah, believe it or not, according to this argument, there actually is no fundamental right for women to control their own bodies. Yeah, lawmakers could pass laws giving them that, but that right is not part of this nation's history and traditions, which is kind of true. I mean, the history of this nation is that men can control what women do. And that's what we wanna go back to, right? Progress, yes, yes, am I getting it right? I mean, but then again, the right to an abortion has also been around for 50 years now. Think about it, you want to talk about history and tradition? I think it's safe to say that that's a tradition at this point. Like, if you go without electricity for a weekend, you're camping. If you go without it for 50 years, you're Amish, mother That's just who you are. That's just who you are. And most people, most people thought the freedom to choose was just how America was. No one ever thought the GOP could just roll it back by playing a reverse Uno card. They didn't know it was a thing. I mean, okay, for perspective, for perspective, consider this. It wasn't until the year after Roe v. Wade that women in America got the legal rights to have a credit card without a man. Think about that. Yeah, and I think we would all agree it would be a little weird if the court was suddenly like, look, if the founders wanted women to have credit cards, they would have said so, they would have. And look, this ruling is bad enough on its own, but it also sets a new precedent that could make things even worse. Because if the right to privacy that Roe is based on doesn't actually exist, then all sorts of things could become illegal. Contraception, gay marriage, sex before marriage, adultery, (laughs) masturbation. I mean, everyone assumed that these things were here to stay. Yeah, but give this court some time and you could just wake up and find yourself back in the 1960s, except you wouldn't have hitchhiking, which was the best part of the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, back then everyone was an Uber driver. And now despite how it may sometimes feel, the Supreme Court is not the only branch of government, right? There's still also the president and Congress and the Illuminati. Wait, sorry, no, I didn't say that last part. <laughs> sorry, just the president and Congress. And so because of that, elected officials from both parties immediately weighed in on the stunning news.
2: If we had to pick a word that our caucus feels, it's infuriated.
0: It's sweet because we're finally vindicating the Constitution.
2: Concerns me a great deal
1: that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose.
6: This is a great victory. Uh, It's a great victory for God.
4: I have seen the world where abortion is illegal. (laughs) And we are not going back. Republican Senator Susan Collins calling this decision quote, inconsistent with what Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh said in their confirmation hearings and in her private meetings with them before she agreed to vote for them.
3: Really, Susan Collins? You're really gonna tell us that you didn't think the conservative justices were gonna overturn Roe v. Wade? You didn't think that? That's their whole thing. It's like letting Pac-Man borrow your dots and then being shocked that he ate them all. That's what Pac-Man does. How are you the only person on earth who doesn't know Pac-Man? I mean, look, I will say in Senator Collins' defense, it is insane, it really is insane that Supreme Court justices can just lie in their job interview without any repercussions, right? You couldn't even do that shit at Kinko's. If you claimed that you're an expert at clearing paper jams and then when you get there, all you know how to do is make copies of your butt, Kinko's is gonna fire you. So obviously Republicans are ecstatic and Democrats are furious. And technically, Democrats could legalize abortion through Congress if they get rid of the filibuster. The only problem is they don't have the votes to do that. Although, who knows? Susan Collins is so gullible, you know, Chuck Schumer can probably get her to sign on to the filibuster reform by just hiding it in a birthday card. Yeah, that's right, just sign here. It's a group thing for the whole group, everyone's gonna, it's a janitor's birthday. We're all signing, just sign here. Yeah, his name is Phil Buster, sign here. (laughs) Now, what's really interesting about this story is that while many people are upset about the decision itself, some people are only upset that we're hearing about the decision.
6: I have never, as you said, seen a leak like this at the court in the years that I've covered it. It is astonishing uh, that somebody would release a draft opinion outside of the court.
1: This is as corrosive, as destructive to the Supreme Court as we've ever seen. This is an insurrection against the Supreme Court. The
3: justices must be able
1: to discuss and deliberate
6: in an environment of total trust and privacy.
4: It is not up to a law clerk to decide when the decision of the court
6: will be announced. This should have never happened. They should be able to make decisions in private, and secret, and then once they're ready to decide and let the country know how that they have ruled, let
3: it out. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I understand why these people are upset. You heard what they said. The conservative majority on this court has a fundamental right to choose when they want to release a decision into the world. Imagine having some random person violate your privacy and make that choice for you. Who would do such a... A thing. It's crazy. It's crazy how conservatives always manage to make themselves the victim in any situation. I mean, they have just accomplished this thing that they've been working towards for 50 years, and their first reaction is, it's so unfair what's happening to us. Well, well I'm sorry, what? You, you wanted your ruling to be a big surprise, and now someone ruined it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry that this decision to colonize every vagina in America wasn't given the respect and dignity that it deserved. Yeah, right now you all sound like a serial killer who's upset that your potential victim busted you in the back seat. You weren't supposed to look here. You were just supposed to sit in the front and then I was gonna put a bag on your head and now it's ruined, man. I hope you have a happy life, man. Man. So look, man, understandably, Today has been a very frustrating and upsetting day for most people in the United States, and we'll keep watching to see how this develops. But for now, though, let's check in on the weather with our very own Desi Lydic, everybody! Crazy day, Desi. Wild day, What's happening across the country?
6: Well, as you can see behind me, Trevor, in about half the states in this country, women's rights are being burnt to the goddamn ground. Because if this court decision becomes a reality women in these states are screwed and not just the normal like i live in texas screwed
3: yeah i, I have to agree desi because like it is a horrible day for women's rights to choose
6: yeah, well actually trevor women do still have the right to choose we can choose who to blame for this mother shit show of a travesty <laughs> yeah. For example, I choose to blame Donald Trump and Susan Collins and Mitch McConnell, all great choices. Thanks to them, every red state uterus is about to be public domain again, like a Yankee Doodle Dandy of reproductive organs. You know what, I'm even choosing to blame the Democrats. Yeah, that's right, for not being aggressive enough, for not codifying Roe when they had the power to for not visiting freaking Wisconsin. It is not that hard to get there. I did it once by accident. There is so much blame to go around, it's like a Raging Blame Gauntlet, or RBG for short.
3: Oh, damn, I see what you did there. Oh,
6: did you? Do you? What? I'm just using that common phrase we all know, Raging Blame Gauntlet. okay,
3: okay. I hear what you're saying.
6: Look, women truly have endless choices when it comes to who to blame for this. I blame the way society has made this a woman's problem. I also blame the patriarchy and firm and having gym teachers teach It does not look like a banana, right?
3: Well, I mean, sometimes it actually can quit. And
6: you know what? I also choose to blame the media. And what about those stupid pink pussy hats? They didn't do shit. I'm blaming evolution, because why did we get the uteruses? Or God, why did he give us the uteruses? And yeah, you know what? I think it's safe to say now God's a man. And you know what else, Trevor? I'm pissed at whoever leaked this.
3: Wait, you're upset about the leak?
6: Yeah, of course. We could have been living in ignorant bliss for the next two months before women legally become dystopian diaper genies. (laughs) It's the worst spoiler ever. (sighs) But you know what, Trevor, I I just have to say, the most important choice that we can all make now is to not accept this. We can choose to fight back. We can choose to put pressure on our lawmakers. We can choose to donate to abortion rights groups. Yeah. And I hear you Yeah. And I hear you most back. importantly, I am choosing to take the rest of the week off. Wait, what? Yeah, all women, all women,
3: Uh, Desi right? everyone. I feel like I can't say no to right. When we come back, we'll be talking about what can be done with Senator Amy Klobuchar. So don't go away.
5: <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health that's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support catering to every sleep need check out Lisa's sapira hybrid mattress named best hybrid mattress five years running sleep hot Select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
0: Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air.
3: Today, everyone is processing the shocking news that the Supreme Court is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. To discuss what that means and what can be done about that, we're joined now by Senator Amy Klobuchar, who's live in Washington, D.C. Senator Klobuchar, thank you so much for joining us on the
4: show. Thanks, Trevor.
3: Let's jump straight into it. Everyone was shocked, appalled, just really, you know, blown away by the possibility that this could actually be a a decision, especially because for 50 years, people have thought that this was settled law. Where do you stand now? Where does America go from here as a sitting senator?
4: Well, first, as a sitting senator, let me say I am mad, I am pissed off, These justices, these nominees came before us. Of course, I voted against them, but they said, oh, this is the law of the land. Oh, this is a case that has been affirmed over and over and over again. And then what do they do when they get a chance? Uh, They're gonna overturn it. And we predicted this was gonna happen, but what this means Uh, Right now, if this happens, over 20 states, many of them have laws already in place, will ban abortion. We'll have a patchwork of laws across the country. So the answer is not that. The answer is that a federal law is passed to codify Roe v. Wade into law, so it is the law of the land. So, with that being said, how do you... How do you begin to do that?
3: Because I'm, I'm sure many Republicans out there right now are going, well, that's why we voted. That's why we voted for Trump. That's why we're happy that McConnell is in power because however they did it, they managed to get it done. And then I see a lot of Democrats where people voted for the Democrats saying, well, are we going to get what we voted for? Are the women who voted for this party going to see actions being taken? Or is it gonna be a
4: case of we don't have the votes and we can't figure out how to make it happen? Well, two, people have to show where they stand and we have to have this vote. It's critical. And as you know, the vast majority of Democrats in Congress, since has already passed the House, support this bill. So that is going to happen very quickly. I agree with you, we should get rid of the filibuster. I don't know if you know, there are over 100 exceptions to that filibuster, where like everyone else, like the House of Representatives, like democracies across the world, we have majority votes. They have majority votes on things like the Trump tax cut. They have majority votes on space accidents. They have majority votes on things like arms sales. And so you're going to tell me that we have to get 60 votes to change something that this right-wing Supreme Court has put in place, uh, where, in fact, they are against the wishes of nearly 80% of the American people? So if something's worth getting rid of the filibuster for or making an exception to the filibuster, this is it. And by the way, if that doesn't work, you know that old line, don't get mad, vote? I say, get mad and vote. We have to do both.
3: Let's talk a little bit about strategy then. There are two Republican senators who have been on record as saying that they are pro-choice, Senator Collins and Senator Mikowski. And they said, hey, we're pro-choice even though we voted for these conservative justices. Would this be a moment where you basically ask them to put their money where their mouth is and say, well, if you said you are pro-choice and now you see that these justices have gone against what they said, Do you think
4: you could get them to vote with the Democrats? I can't predict what they're going to do, but I can tell you, yes, this is a moment where people have to make a decision. When you look at the history, all kinds of exceptions to that filibuster, and this is a moment where one, we have to codify Roe v. Wade into law, especially if they have been betrayed by these justices who they claim made one claim to them and then voted another way, Mm -hmm. and then secondly, Uh, They've got to make their own decision. They're both independent thinkers, and so I don't rule that out, uh, but I also look to the fall. Um, as part of this strategy. You can't just look at both things separately, as well as the fights that are gonna happen in every single state legislature in the country, because this is gonna be battled out state by state by state. Because I think when these judges said, and we always thought uh, they wanted to go back to the 1950s, I think what we didn't realize when they said the 50s, it was the 1850s. And when one branch is screwing up so bad, that they're uh, taking positions that reverse 50 years of precedent and against 80 percent of the American people. Yeah, the other branch is supposed to of government is supposed to step in. That's what our system of government was set to do, and not make women get back alley abortions and travel across state lines just to exercise their constitutional and I believe it's constitutional right to make decisions about their own health care. Do you worry
3: at all? Do you worry at all that the Supreme Court has lost its neutrality as an institution in America? There was a time when people said the Supreme Court rules on the laws that have been passed and the interpretation of those laws, and yet now it feels very much like a seesaw. Is there a way you can see America fixing this or is this just how
4: it's going to be from now on? First of all, I'll note I take this personally because the justice who was a Republican president appointed justice that would be Justice Blackman Um, was from Minnesota. And he is the one that maybe surprised uh, those that had asked for him to be appointed by writing Roe v. Wade. So that kind of independence is not what you're seeing with these conservative justices. Now you have seen it um, from time to time with Justice Roberts who voted to uphold the Affordable Care Act, uh, who has taken a number of votes and as if he's some radical liberal, not really, but it has gone so extreme that he has been siding with some of the liberal justices. Mm-hmm. Sadly, if this leaked opinion and what we're hearing is true, that won't even matter if he did that because it was 5-4. So as I look to the future, what do we need to do? Well. I think the first thing we need to do is to um, make sure that we're putting judges in place. And I will tell you, uh, with the wonderful new appointment of Justice Jackson to that Supreme Court, she will be starting soon, that is a good beginning. And what a moment that was when she got out of the dark and musty Senate Judiciary cave that it was and got out in that beautiful sunshine on the White House lawn. There was no Ted Cruz on that lawn. And that was her moment. (laughs) But now, sadly, the Supreme Court has told us we will no longer allow women to make their decisions with their doctors, Trevor. It will be Ted Cruz that can make those decisions. But the bottom line right now is we are not gonna be able to fix that court before the fall. And I think your audience knows that right now. What we have to do is push these votes, show people where they are, show people where Democrats are and where Republicans are. And if we can't get this done, because we have a tied Senate at 50-50, then we go straight to the ballot box, we march that box, people turn out in record numbers. That is how we beat this, Trevor. That will be the last chance. I know
3: you took a window of your time to come and talk to us. I appreciate you for, uh, appreciate you for that, Senator. Thank you so much. Um, we'll and see you again next time. you did a time. great
4: job at the White House Correspondents' oh, Dinner. thank you very thank much. Thank you for calling you. out Washington. That was there. It was amazing. We want you back. Thank, thank, you thank you
3: very much. Thank you so much, Senator. Good seeing you again. All right, don't Thanks. go
4: away because after
3: the break, we're going to be talking to Bill
4: Gates. We'll be right back.
5: select goods. That's leesa.com acom forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
0: Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant musty air.
3: My next guest is co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bill Gates. He's here to talk about his latest book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic. Please welcome, Bill Gates. Thank you. Welcome, back Thank you. welcome back to the show. Thank you. So everyone gets a million dollars, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a book. Maybe a book? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Before we get into the book, let's talk about the news of the day. Um, Reproductive rights. This has been something that people have been fighting for in America for decades. It feels like now America's really rewinding time. I know that you have been one of the biggest donors to women's reproductive rights in America. When you look at the work you're doing and when you look at what we can do to keep improving that and, and, and create that bastion, what are some of the things we can do?
1: Well, first of all, this is a worldwide struggle. Uh, there's a lot of countries that, you know, never had these rights. It's strange to have the U.S. go back. But uh, our foundation does a lot on getting contraceptives out. Uh, some people even fight against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my dad ran the, chaired the local Planned Parenthood. Uh, so, you know, the idea of choice seems pretty basic. Um, mostly you, you think it's forward progress, not not one step backwards. Not one step back. It was one small
3: step for the Supreme (laughs) Court, one giant leap back for all women in America. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about the book. Bill Gates, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic. Why are you saying there's gonna be a next pandemic, Bill? Uh,
1: Why are you putting that juju on us? (laughs) Well, the risk is always there. We actually were pretty lucky that we won 100 years without a really terrible pandemic. 1918 Spanish flu, mm-hmm. now COVID, and we shouldn't expect it'll be that long next time. Uh, it's not that hard to get ready. Um, you need to drill like you do for fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got you know 300,000 firemen in the U.S. We've got 9 million fire hydrants, uh, and a lot less than that would make it so we wouldn't have to suffer uh, another pandemic. Before we get into
3: the you know the future of it all, let's talk about the past. Uh, You know, I I like how you lay out in the book what to do to prevent the next pandemic. You gave a TED talk a while ago talking about basically what we just went through over the past two years, and then people blamed you for creating it Mm because that's how (laughs) things work. If you say it, it happens. It's the secret, I've I've read it. Um, (laughs) and, And, you know, I. I found myself reading the book and I was fascinated, but I was going, but shouldn't we also be interested in how this pandemic came to be? Like, like it, it's still shrouded in so much mystery. It's like, wh- how do we prevent something where we don't even understand how it came to be? Like, you know, are there labs where they need to do better at, 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 you know, enclosing the work that they're doing? I understand that they have to do the work, but how do we figure that out and how do we move forward in, the, in that realm?
1: Well, we shouldn't be careful about lab safety It's quite clear in this case that it came across through animals. Mm -hmm. And almost all our diseases, like HIV crossed over from chimpanzees in Africa quite some time ago. Ebola came from bats. Uh, This also, uh, with one step in between, came uh, from bats. So it's going to keep happening, particularly with climate change where we're invading uh, a lot of habitats. Uh, And you want to catch it as soon as you can. How do we do that? Well, you see people getting sick. Uh, you, you see uh, elevated deaths and you go in there and you actually take and you sequence it early on. Uh, and then you have a global group right. that is ready to go, kind of like a fire squad, uh, comes in and very quickly you diagnose people. Uh, some countries have had a 10th the deaths of the United States because they were a little bit more ready Right, 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 Uh, and you know, so boy, we learned a lot in this pandemic. I mean, in twenty fifteen, yes, the warning was there, but now we uh, we know a lot more, and it's obvious, pretty obvious, what should be done.
3: You talk about this global squad in in the book. I think you you've referred to it. It's it, it, could germ. you say
1: the name Germ G E R M Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization. Why, why would you call it Germ though? Why would, like <laughs> if if like if I need help, I wouldn't call like Germ to come and help me. Why call it Germ though? That might okay. I'll, I'll give up the name as long as it gets funded. Okay, fine, <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> well, so so explain it to me a little bit, you know,
3: because it seems like what you're trying to create is almost like a, you know, like an interplanetary space force, but you're trying to do that for Earth, for our diseases. Isn't there going to be a limitation in how much can get done because the governments themselves may get in the way? Like China was a perfect example. They knew before people knew, they tried to do their best and they were like, we're gonna gonna handle this. They couldn't handle it. And that was crucial time that the world lost in trying to prepare themselves. So wouldn't germ be at the mercy of any particular nation?
1: Yeah, we may have lost, you know, two or three weeks if China had uh, both domestically and globally talked about it. Mm you know, some countries even so, that was enough time because they had practiced and they did diagnostics very uh, quickly. Okay. Um, the next outbreak is, I'd say, equally likely to come out of a, a country in Africa where you don't have a very strong health system. So they won't try and cover it up. But unless you have uh, a little bit of data gathering and a group to fly in, you may take even longer to get the alarm bells ringing than we had this time. So germ will help the uh, poor countries a lot, which is where a lot of the risk is.
3: A lot of people have asked this question, I mean, through the pandemic, don't be make, long, don't make there were crazy takes, but some people asked what, in my opinion, was a valid question. They said, well, well, why is Bill Gates the one who's talking about this? I mean, if we want help with computers, we know we're gonna call you, but why are you the person who's writing books about a pandemic or talking about a pandemic? Is it because you're a billionaire or what gives you that right? Uh,
1: yeah, my full-time job is uh, at, at the foundation now And we work on infectious diseases all the time. And pandemics, you know, you have to have people who know about vaccines and diagnostics and therapeutics and communications. Well, I was lucky enough for the last two years as we put an extra 2 billion into trying to stop this pandemic Mm -hmm. that I was listening to them and understanding, okay, we should have done this, we should have done that. So there's there's amazing experts that I love working with. There's no one who kind of, could make it simple. Uh, And so my goal, like with my climate book, was to elucidate it in a way that would be quite straightforward. I see. So you talk to the
3: experts and then you go like, you guys speak gibberish. I'm gonna write it down in a way that people can understand. It makes sense. That's the goal. I mean, that's (laughs) like the graphical user interface. That's the whole idea. Get us away from it. Um, (laughs) It really is. That's what it is. We are barely coming out of this pandemic. What are some of the small things, just tiny things that we could put in place that would help us prevent or delay or eliminate altogether another situation that decimated the
1: entire globe? Well, it's too bad that we don't have trusted people who are saying raise the vaccination level. I mean, this pandemic could still surprise us with another variant. Oh, and so boy. getting uh, particularly elderly people uh, to not only be vaccinated, but to be boosted You know, that can't be said loudly enough. Um, One thing I'm excited about is we will be able to have diagnostic machines to very rapidly test people. That, we really bungled that this time. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And once those first hundred days go by, it's hard uh, to make up for that. Uh, And so one of the cheapest things in here is getting those amazing breakthrough diagnostic machines out not just in the U.S., but uh, in the entire world.
3: And that's a big thing that you've been an advocate of, is um, creating a, a fairer system of getting technology and resources out to the world. I mean, you were one of the first people who complained about vaccines not going to Africa and not getting it out to the people who needed it. How do we change perspectives on that? How do you convince European or Western countries that they need to spend some of their money getting some of this equipment to help test people in Africa?
1: Yeah, the inequity on this has been quite severe, whether it's within the country who Mm -hmm. suffered the most or globally, uh, you know, who was last in line for the vaccines, the the poor countries. If we, you know, can make it cheap enough, if we can have the capacity, uh, put those factories in more places all over the world, uh, then we'll have equity. You know, I was a little surprised during the epidemic. People are like, oh, you know, saying, hey, we didn't get the vaccines there. Well, we have health inequity with, all sorts of diseases Mm. this isn't you know this is day in and day out we have an equity but it's nice that this reminded them about infectious diseases so you know I'm talking to governments all the time about hey let's give more uh and help out and lift these countries up uh there's a lot of distractions out there budgets are super tight I hope that cause uh keeps in people's minds and remains a priority but uh, fighting for those budgets will probably be tougher in this next year than ever before.
3: Well, it's a fascinating book. Thank you so much for joining us on the show again. Good, Good to see great you. Great to see you. Thanks. Book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic is available now. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Please consider supporting the National Network of Abortion Funds. They're a grassroots organization on the ground, building power to remove financial, logistical, cultural, and political barriers to a woman's right to choose. They form a network of over 70 grassroots organizations, and they recognize the power of local activists, knowing what their communities actually need. So if you can, please donate at the link below. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, and remember, if Pac-Man asks you to borrow your (laughs) dots, you probably wanna say no.
0: sent off today.